0: This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation.
1: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. Welcome to Podcast 23 here of Sick and Wrong. We're almost to the, uh, the landmark 25 podcast. Oh, yeah. I think the Reach Around Foundation is going to have to give us an advance once we hit twenty five because I don't think they ever expected us to get twenty five podcasts. So how are you doing there, Wackerly? Pretty good. God, I've been in a fucking mood all day. I swear to God, it's like Misanthropy Friday for me today. It all started when I got to work this morning, went to take a shit, as, which I usually do part of my morning routine, and some other guy fucking comes into the stall next to mine because there's, uh, one, I there's hate two that, stalls, dude. and it's like you know. I can't deal with having a shit buddy. No.
0: Neither can I. I just can't I,
1: shit at the same time another man shitting.
0: If I go in and I really have to go and there's somebody in there, I just squeeze my butt cheeks and go back out. I will hold it on,
1: on principle because I just can't stand to hear another man shit. And this guy, to make matters worse, was having like explosive diarrhea. Yeah,
0: and who can't shit in in quiet, you know, no sound? Exactly. You know, if I'm at home in my bathroom, I might grunt and groan in there, you know, make some noise. But when you're in public, but when you're in public, just keep your fucking mouth shut.
1: Or you know, or some people like you know will shit and then camouflage it while flushing the toilet. This guy was just like, Ugh! or like my favorite is that sigh that like sigh after he just shot some out, and I was just it just set me off all fucking day. I swear to God, I was walking out of there just ready to kill someone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can. Don't
0: know. I totally feel your pain, man. I hate that.
1: So I'll have to inject some of that hatred right here in this podcast. So uh, I was reading in the news. A lot of things went on in the news this week, but um, one of the primary things that I noticed was an article about Richard Ramirez. If you might remember him as the Night Stalker, famous California serial killer.
0: Back in the '80s.
1: Back in the '80s. Well, I guess his his death sentence. Is being appealed right now Come on. in the California State Supreme Court, and you know it's funny because I hadn't even thought of Richard Ramirez, you know, probably in years. I mean, who, no. who's what? What I was wondering is like, what? Where, where are they housing this guy? Where, where's this guy jailed?
0: That's a good question. Probably in, in the uh, celebrity San jail. No, no, no. He's on death row. Yeah, San but don't,
1: you know how like they take like the notorious seal killers like Charles Manson and you know all the all the other ones. And they kind of put them in, like, you know, they're on death row, but they're, in, they're not with, like, the general population.
0: No, nobody in death row is in the general, general population. They all have their own cells. But this guy's been
1: sitting for, like, 25 years. Yeah.
0: Well, since, what, I guess, 89 he was convicted, I read? So late 80s, something like that. So Well,
1: let me get to the story here. I guess more than 20 years <laughs> after Ramirez terrorized Southern California in a grisly killing spree. And he was prolific. I mean, he killed, like... He was prodigious. I mean, he killed like probably 13, 13 women, I think. he's Night- probably
0: accused of more, but those were the ones they proved.
1: Yeah, that they found. Night stalker Richard Ramirez's challenge to his death sentence is reaching the state Supreme Court, finally, after 20 years. When lawyers argue one of the state's most notorious death row cases in the Supreme Court's chambers uh, this upcoming Tuesday, Ramirez's devil worship and eerie crimes will not be center stage. Instead... And this is the is Newsworthy. The focal point will be a pair of San Jose defense lawyers whose inexperience in capital cases and controversial behavior at the trial are at the heart of the effort to get Ramirez's death sentence set aside. So I, I highly doubt that they're going to be able to show enough evidence to mute Ramirez's death sentence. No, I mean, they're trying to get a mistrial, right? That, so that has to be retried. Well, i I think that's what I think that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to say that his he had inadequate representation exactly. and therefore should not be guilty, you know, tried for this death. He should not have been like convicted for a death sentence. But what I what I wonder can they overturn a death sentence like that? So what is he just going to get life imprisonment?
0: Uh, or he might go to trial again, huh? Right.
1: They they can't retry him. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. So Ramirez now is 46 years old. He was condemned to die in 1989 for 13 Los Angeles area murders that stunned the state in 84 and 85. Ramirez was a Texas drifter who (laughs) warned... This is my favorite part. How to
0: do, drifter.
1: (laughs) ...who warned when he was sentenced to death in the courtroom, he will be avenged. He was also charged later with the San Francisco murder linked to his crimes, in which he strangled, raped, shot, and slashed the throat of his victims.
0: Yeah, but the reason he was so freaky is because he would sneak into people's bedrooms. It's like your worst childhood, like, fear. You know, like, when you have not, you know, you can't go to sleep when you're a kid, because, like, you think something's gonna come in the room and get you. That's is, that exactly he, what he would do. That's his into, M.O. Yeah, he'd break into the bedroom, like, immediately shoot the husband in the face, point blank, and then he would, like, tie the woman up, look like ransack the house for valuables, and then you know rape her, and uh, and then kill her, and
1: brutally murder her. I right after read...
0: she's just seen her husband or boyfriend shot in the face. That's well, I haven't read thing that he get.
1: would scrawl satanic messages on the walls in the victim's blood.
0: Yeah, but that's all just mental masturbation, in my opinion. Yeah, the I mean, real not... sick and wrong thing is like you know the the murder. His, He's sneaking in, yeah, the M.O. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, before could, he does all that stupid bullshit, yeah, whatever, dude, write whatever you want. Well, I all think
1: all. that's how he earned the nickname, the, the Night Stalker. Oh, yeah,
0: he comes in at night. Because
1: he would stalk his victims coming at night, and then he would murder them.
0: The Boogity Man. <laughs> <laughs> the boogeyman Man, S.A. The bogeyman. Don't they call it a bogeyman in whatever the U.K. where all our <laughs> listeners live? Well, now his bid to avoid execution...
1: Rests on the performance of lawyers Daniel Hernandez and Arturo Hernandez, who are not related.
0: Lo, so it's not Los Hermanos. Hernandez? <laughs> Hernandez y
1: Hernandez. I guess those were the Hernandez
0: Inep... y Hernandez. The... No, no, <laughs> Los Hermanos. <laughs>
1: the two amigos. Well, the, the, those <laughs> were the uh, Inep lawyers that represented him back in '84. And I, I read something like in this article here. It said that. In combination, combined, the two had less than five years of experience when they took over his representation. I guess uh, one of them, Daniel Hernandez, died in 2003 now. But they both had a history of being held in contempt in Santa Clara County for their handling of cases. And their conduct resulted in the reversal of one San Jose murder conviction. I guess... People were saying that the judge should have said that they were inadequate to represent Ramirez, but the family insisted that
0: hernandez y hernandez yeah, why would you just lawyers. get a public defender that they'd have to be better than these guys
1: well isn't that what most murderers do? is they you know they're too poor to afford representation, so they just kind of get one appointed by the state.
0: Yeah, you're either poor and you get one a public defender, or you're really rich and you get like Johnny Cochran. Yeah, and then, and if then if you had get Johnny off. Cochran, then he would have gotten
1: off for Shapiro or whoever OJ had. But yeah, I don't think Ramirez could afford them. Instead, they got Hernandez, E. Hernandez. What cracks me up about them is like, yeah, you know, I wonder where like his family even found them. Must have been like, I guess probably in L. A.
0: At a fiesta or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Their office was a taco truck. It says here. <laughs> I guess Cheech and Chong were unavailable. Yeah. So they're just like, let's just get Hernandez and Hernandez. But, you know, they don't really elaborate on the controversial behavior that the two lawyers engaged in which uh, I, I don't know i'd love to find out like w- um, what they were I, doing i actually
0: got i was researching this i got a little bit of it uh one of the things one of the hernandezes did i don't know which one but he uh told the judge that he had to take a like a leave because he had to go to a funeral but in actuality he was in europe on a honeymoon <laughs> so he was <laughs> reprimanded for that um, the other guy did something or other. Well, They just uh, weren't showing just, up they just, for the b- case. They both would be absent for long periods of time, yeah. But that was one of the specific times they were absent is he told them that, yeah, he had to go to a funeral, but he actually went to, like, the Eiffel Tower with his wife. Lo siento. I'm, I'm just so sleepy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Judge. I'm just so sleepy. Uh, I had to take my mom to the hospital. <laughs> and her car broke down, I'd say.
1: Come on, S.A. (laughs) Yeah, it also says here that they were high for 90% of the trial. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, this is going a little far. Yeah, I'm making fun of this. But anyways, they're they're saying that because of the, the lack of representation here, the inadequate representation, that Ramirez should be entitled to a new trial. But I read that it's impossible the 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 chances of him overturning the death sentence is 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 minimal. Yeah. I, I don't think there's really a possibility. Well, because some of, of these
0: women that he tried to murder lived. I guess he would just stab the shit out of them, think that they were dead, and then he would leave, and they would actually still like pull through. That's what it said. In really? I yeah.
1: So, so did they? Did, were, were they witnesses at the murder? Like, did they? Yeah, test no. And then him? the
0: police got sketches from these women who, like, who actually ended up surviving.
1: So, how did they catch him in the in the end? Like, how? Who caught Richard Ramirez? Actually, that's stalker? one of the
0: funny stories I found out. Um, so, after you know, one of the final murders that he committed, or you know, home invasion, rape, murder scenarios, he was. uh... It was in Mission Viejo, which is a neighborhood down south, sort of in between L.A. and San Diego. So
1: he was murdering probably the, the bulk of the woman he murders in L.A., Southern California. But then he also came up to San Francisco to rape and murder a couple too. Yeah, I mean he was a drifter. He drifter. He was a
0: drifter. So I, so about like seven days after this final murder, he uh, he's roaming around the neighborhood still, where he, he uh, attacked this guy and his his fiance, uh trying to trying to find a car that he could steal. And it's like you know, it's it's a ethnic, uh, ethnically uh, neighborhood, you know, Hispanic. Apparently, he was he's in the his, he's Hispanic too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe not the place you want to go looking to fucking steal somebody's car. Yeah,
1: that's probably one of the. I'm surprised he didn't go to like Beverly Hills or something get like a Rolls Royce.
0: So here's what happened is, and I'm going to looking pass, for an El Camino. I'm going to have to skim some of this stuff. So he's walking through his neighborhood, like going through people's backyards and shit, and he sees this uh, red. It's just night stocking. No, this is during the day. Okay, day stalking. Day stalking <laughs> this time. And he sees this red Mustang, and he's like, you know, oh, cool. And he goes up, and the keys are in it. So he jumps into this car, and he's like, shit, the <laughs> door's open, the keys are in it. He starts it up. But the uh, problem is uh, the Mexican dude who owns it, who it's like his pride and joy, is underneath the car working, working on, on it. it. <laughs> so as soon as he hears it, oh, a turnover, you know, it's the ignition goes, he comes, he gets, pops out from under the car, grabs him like by the neck you know he
1: just pulls him out of the car yeah and
0: ramirez tries to drive away but he sort of crashes into a fence and the guy rips him out of the car and throws him on the ground uh ramirez ends up getting up runs across the street (laughs) to another mexican guy's uh wife's car that she's in tries to carjack her her (laughs) husband comes out of the house grabs like this uh fence post i guess like a metal fence post as he's coming out of the house and like starts to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you know Meanwhile, the guy who owns the Mustang has now has his two kids, uh, Jaime and like Julio who are like twenty and twenty-one. <laughs> he's getting the whole
1: barrio. Dude, against him. He's got
0: this like, you know, Mexican lynch mob after him now. And like this goes on and he's like running away and they'll catch him and beat him up a little bit. And by the end of the story, he's got like fifteen uh Mexican dudes from the fifteen you know, the hood, Platos just beating the just, shit out of him. Just them. fucking chasing him down, beating the shit out of him. And the guy, the first or not the first guy, the second guy who has the fence post finally just cracks him over the head hard enough that, you know, he went unconscious. And then the two uh, sons sort of knelt on his neck till the cops came.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't kill him. Because, I mean, they, so must I. Have, they must have recognized him I'm sure as a when they, I'm sure
0: he, when he hit him in the head with the fence post, he, uh, you probably know... Probably thought he did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds to me that uh, Ramirez should have stuck to night stalking rather than carjacking.
0: Yeah, and he should probably should have stuck to, like, neighborhoods where a bunch of white pussies live. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like Mexican tough guys who take yeah. the law into their own hands.
1: Well, if you look at him, he's not that tough of. a... I mean, he's not. Uh, he's he a doesn't have a very stature. Yeah, he's kind of a small. He's kind of satanic looking, though. I mean, he's kind I of. Mean, evil he's just looking. got that
0: fucking prick look on his face where he thinks he's really evil. I guess he is really evil. So he's probably the only person who's justified in looking like that. But
1: so in '89, they uh, convicted him for uh, the death penalty, and he's been sitting on death row for the past twenty years.
0: Can I interject another funny point? So, 89, he was convicted and thrown in jail. In 1996, he got married to some girl. (laughs) How how the fuck does that happen? She was a... uh, The dude got married while he was in prison? Yeah, she uh, courted him from outside the prison. She was like 40, maybe, or something like that. 41, uh, freelance magazine editor with a bachelor's degree in English and an IQ of one fifty two, so she's a smart one. Dude. Um and she was a virgin and she was a hardcore raised hardcore Catholic, but had been uh, she converted herself she to Mexican? Ag- agnosticism. No, she's a white girl. Red yeah, hair. Wh-
1: what I don't understand is is obviously she she sounds like an intelligent woman, but her, her choice of men seems to be lacking here.
0: You would think so, but check this out. So after she, uh, he finally proposed to her in 1988. After she had been like you know trying to draw it out of him for a long time.
1: Does he get conjugal visits on death row?
0: No, that's one of the things she's, they said is she was a virgin and she will remain, She would remain so because he could. He couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't consummate but, uh, the marriage. No, but listen to this. Uh, after he proposed to her, other women tried to steal him away from her, visiting him in prison and lavishing him with all kinds of attention. Dude. Doreen, Doreen was the woman he married. Often ran into them when she came, uh, came to him for her visits, and at least one woman threatened physical violence if Doreen didn't abandon her claim on the Night Stalker.
1: Dude, you know this fucking pisses me off. I, I don't understand this. So it's so these women they are crawling after him, breaking their pelvis to you know gushing fucking. Pussy juice to try to get on Richard Ramirez, who's a murderer. I mean this guy murdered thirteen women and these women are all like, oh, we want him.
0: You remember the guy from podcast blah 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 we did where uh you know he had the Morrissey on his webpage or his Myspace page and he was trying to get back with his girlfriend and we said, you know, dude, girls don't like guys who listen to Morrissey, they like tough guy assholes, and this is the proof of it.
1: Yeah, but I don't fucking understand this. It's just like I have a hard time getting laid, and I'm a normal guy with a good job. You know, I haven't murdered anyone, whereas if you're Richard Ramirez or Ted Bundy...
0: They're the ultimate bad boys. (laughs) Ted (laughs) Bundy... They might murder and rape rape and murder you. They might be
1: on fucking death row, but apparently they have no problem getting women. Right. God, that fucking makes me mad. Yeah, truly. Yeah, I just don't understand society right now. I I mean, I I just don't get it. Maybe I should just go on a killing spree and then girls will find me attractive. I mean, I don't know how that works. Well, all in all, um, reading this article... So do you think he deserves a death penalty?
0: Yeah, I don't know why it's taken so long. Come on. So uh, do you think it's going to be reversed? Um, No, I don't. So the California state... just, you know, it, I think, didn't that article come out on 6606? It was probably just his little last hurrah.
1: The California State Supreme Court seldom reverses a death sentence at this stage of the appellate process, which is likely to drag on for an additional decade in Ramirez's case. God, uh, The state's position is that Ramirez... will probably be dead
0: before they uh, kill him.
1: The state's position is that Ramirez received constitutionally adequate assistance of counsel. So they don't really feel that there's any need for a trial. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I know. agree. Personally, this guy should rot in prison. Actually, I think he should probably be put to death. I mean, he he, he sounds like he deserves it. I oh, bet you those Mexican guys regret not hitting him a, you know, a couple more times.
0: Yeah, but there's no reason for them to go to jail.
1: So to the uh, chagrin of women across the country, I don't know how uh, eligible... Richard Ramirez is going to be now. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's going to be an eligible bachelor much longer. I
0: couldn't find out if he was still married to that woman.
1: Uh, dude, that just that just fucking pisses me off. I, I don't understand it. You know, I wonder how much ass Jeffrey Dahmer got in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think he got his ass chewed up.
1: <laughs> Probably. Well, uh, we must move on here. There's There were many articles in the news this week. You know, just many sick and wrong happenings across the world this week. Uh, one in particular is, uh, did you, did you see the pictures of, uh, the, uh, Al Qaeda guys, Zakari?
0: Oh yeah, dude. They they bombed the shit out of that.
1: Guy. <laughs> Two five hundred pound bombs.
0: But he was alive when they found him.
1: Yeah, I read that. Uh, they died pulled him on a stretcher and he and he's still, still tried to escape and, and he was yeah. mumbling something. Still trying
0: to escape and like stuff all his intestines back into his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love how the news puts a picture of his blowing up face. Yeah, remember <laughs> remember Saddam's kids? They did that to them. Uh, yeah, it's just like
1: yeah, we we just Nide want proof Kuse. of that. <laughs> yeah, Bush is all over there. Yeah, we got a victory in 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 Iraq, but the war still has to be fought. Other than that. There there's so many sick and wrong events. Uh, much more important to discuss here on the show rather yeah. than the, the murder of a terrorist.
0: Just turn on CNN. You can see all that you want.
1: Yeah, exactly. So just to recap how the show works, sick and wrong is a it's a competition between me and Wackerly over here. We uh, scour various newspapers from around the world trying to find the most disturbing articles, and then we present them to each other. And the winner, person with the most disgusting, disturbing, repulsive article of the week, wins a case of beer, and that's decided determined by the listening audience. So make sure you vote at Sick and Wrong Podcast at hotmail.com. But um, uh, since I, since I started last week, I think you're gonna have to kick it off this week.
0: I'll kick it. I'll kick so it. So for
1: uh, podcast twenty three, I pass the mic over to Lance Wackerly. <laughs>
0: All right, here we go. Uh, Akron, Ohio. Sort of near Cleveland. It's actually where a lot of my grandparents and aunts and uncles live. I always like a good Midwestern article. The hill, It's the hillbilly side of the Wackerly family. It's from there. <laughs> uh, Akron man gets 20 years, again, in forced impregnation retrial. Ooh,
1: I heard about this guy.
0: So this story is just more weird than anything, but it definitely has some sick and wrong uh, components. Um, John Goff remains unrepentant even though jurors in three trials, I don't know, so he sounds like he got retried twice, found him guilty of forcibly impregnating his 16-year-old stepdaughter through artificial insemination. So this is not that, a, how does that happen? This is not a this is not a father stepdaughter rape story. Well, technically it's it much would be. weirder than it's that. It's forcible though. It's well, let, let me read on. Okay. Um so Goff uh, in his uh re- end of his retrial this week, uh read a rambling four page statement saying that his stepdaughter, Shenna Grimm. What the fuck kind of a name is Shenna? Shenna Grimm. Uh, continues to lie about what occurred, uh, and uh, that everything he has said has been misunderstood. So she was 16. Uh, What can she be even lying about? It's just even if she totally agreed to it, it still was a very bad thing for him to do. So I don't know. I I think he's a little. They're
1: saying they're saying it was forcible. So I mean, it. it, I don't think there was consent here.
0: He's saying that there was consent, but it doesn't matter. She was 16. It's it's her fucking stepfather. But she's 16. She can't. She's a minor. Statutory rape um here's his here's his one quote i will not sugarcoat what has become the most ill-conceived plan since enron <laughs> since
1: enron totally uh yeah, it says the magnitude of enron
0: it's, it's just completely an apples to oranges comparison <laughs> uh but uh so yeah he uh a jury convicted him in april on the same charges so, uh, so he got he had this retrial and it's the same exact charges he was convicted of uh, rape sexual battery and child endangering um grim testified in the recent trial uh so that's the stepdaughter she's now i believe 23 uh she testified in the recent retrial that uh goff threatened to harm her mother narda <laughs> narda
1: Dude, well, who's naming these
0: people in Ohio? Know, man. I don't
1: know. Are your relatives named like these? these no, my relatives names? have normal names.
0: But anyway, so so the stepdaughter said that he was going to harm the mom if she did not agree to the insemination. So he used like a. A syringe or a turkey baster or something. I think we've talked so, about the turkey baster <laughs> method before on the show too. So he
1: forcibly inseminated her with like a syringe full of his semen.
0: This is a confusing story. Yeah, because was it forcible or did he coerce her, or is that the same thing? It sounds like he coerced her. He said, you know, like threatened, threatened to the threatened mom to,
1: ab- to hurt the mother if he couldn't stick a syringe full of his semen inside of her. I'm
0: still thinking it's a turkey baster just because it's <laughs> funny. <her. laughs> But uh, so she was actually inseminated twice by John Goff, uh, artificially. How the, turkey how the fuck baster. did you let
1: this happen twice?
0: And had a son. And she finally had a son in September of nineteen ninety nine. John and Narda Goff testified that Grimm wanted a baby, and that he inserted the syringe. <laughs> <It's a laughs> syringe, I guess it's not a turkey so- baster.
1: I mean, you know what I wonder? How did he get? So, did, do you think he jerked off and then took a syringe and just kind of like you know sucked it up, sucked it up into the syringe, or did he it jerk like, off right
0: into the syringe, into the top of it, and then put? the He'd plunger have to have in. good aim for that. Yeah. Well, you know, the I turkey baster, on the other hand, do you have to like refrigerate it, or can you just leave it lying around in the syringe at room temperature? I I, I don't know. I wonder how many syringes he had. Yeah, well, probably just one. Um, and so this is the funny. What's well, not funniest to me, the most interesting part. <laughs> I love how you see humor in this. There, she had hands. the kid, so she still had the kid. This wasn't like back in the fifties. This was in nineteen ninety nine or ninety. Yeah, it was we have abortion now for yeah. the
1: for these situations.
0: So she had the son, um and actually raised him for a while. I guess how uh, and, the kid? And didn't ever say anything about it. Everybody's just like, oh, she got knocked up, one night stand, or something. Now he's got to be about six or seven, uh, and he's been adopted <laughs> by somebody else. What a fucked up kid, dude! Dude, that kid's
1: gonna. You know, I wonder if that kid knows, like, you know, his family background here. They're um, probably gonna wait till he's like eighteen to be like, so yeah.
0: But dude, when you're seven, it's not like you can just reprogram somebody. It's not like he's an infant. Now he knows but some you, stuff happened. So but you don't know if he was adopted when he was like three. This guy John Goff, they uh, gave him twenty years in prison, and then. Uh, this is also good. Only Twenty uh, and the, years. The judge is uh making him register as a sex offender when he gets out, which I always <laughs> think is great. So when he finally gets out and he has to like move somewhere, he has to go tell all his neighbors. Hi, I'm uh, John Goff, and I'm a sex. I'm offender. a sex offender, tonight. but I didn't rape anybody. I just, <laughs> I just used a turkey baster to impregnate my 60 year old stepdaughter. So don't think I <laughs> raped anybody or molest kids. I'm not dangerous. I'm not one no. of them. I'm just an artificial inseminator of stepdaughters.
1: And you know what I understand about these type of articles
0: is what? Would, what was his wife thinking? I mean, I'm surprised. Narda? She, yeah, I'm
1: surprised Narda wouldn't try to put a stop to this.
0: Um somewhere in here that i didn't underline says that they like they're kind of scared of the guy he was like a violent you know one of those dudes he kind of had them dude. under his thumb Well,
1: isn't it comforting to know that he's spreading his seed
0: yeah and this i don't maybe this is just me but he was 37 years old when this happened i just why would you want a kid that badly that at thirty-seven, at you know, yeah, why? Well, at thirty-seven, aren't you? Do most men just like God? I'm glad I. Either if you had kids that they're already grown, or that if you didn't have kids, you're like thankful that you never had any.
1: So, so Narda might have been infertile, and so she might have been. She infertile. had the stepdaughter. Well, she had the stepdaughter, but they didn't have a a kid with each other, though.
0: Whatever, dude. So
1: you know, I I think he's he's planning on spreading his seed and the only way he could do it was with the turkey baster. And, and you know I'm surprised he
0: didn't just rape her. You
1: know why the why the what was it does he, it he in, in the his crime? mind
0: he still doesn't think this was a, like a bad idea. Or I guess he admits <laughs> to bad idea but he didn't think it was like a bad thing to do. He just thinks it was a bad idea. It, it was a bad idea. Right. Like Enron. And yeah. the Enron
1: case that was a bad idea.
0: Yeah, or like when you sit down on the toilet, to take a shit, and there's like three squares left, and you're like, "Well, maybe it'll be like a clean one, and I only need three squares." And then you have like green apple splatters, and then you need more, and then you more, don't, have, and then you, you have to like wipe with paper the tube, than three squares. You have to use the tube or, something. <laughs> or your, the, or, your hand. or your roommate's towel. Yeah, I, I could
1: kind of see that. Well, on the sick and wrong scale,
0: that would be a bad idea. But you're not an evil person for doing that.
1: That's what I'm saying. Okay now now I understand your rationale here.
0: <laughs> I wasn't just sense. telling the shit <laughs> story.
1: <laughs> the analogy really works in this case. Uh, it makes it makes a lot of sense. Well, on the sick and wrong scale, just because the ingenuity involved with the syringe, twice, twice, I'm gonna have to give that an eight point five. Okay, an eight point maybe an eight point four five. I, I'll give it an <laughs> eight point three two. You give me eight point three two. <laughs> Too. Well, um, I think I am going to be able to rival that one.
0: All right, let's hear it. Uh,
1: m- my story is definitely sick. I, I don't know if it says it-, it doesn't have incest and rape. I guess a, I don't know if technically if you consider that incest because it's a stepdaughter, but it's his daughter and he's a guardian, so I guess it's incestuous. It's incestuous. Uh, my- mine doesn't have rape, but it also but it involves a child. Okay, so it- it's go it- it's filed under that category of great parents. All right. Well, here's my article for podcast twenty-three. Headline: Murdered Elko, Nevada boy beaten and force-fed salt. Salt. Uh, yeah, salt. Very uh interesting way. To, uh, to, to abuse a child here. Very unconventional. So this happened in Elko, Nevada. I don't know if anyone out there knows much about Nevada, but Nevada is another hotbed of white trash. Right. But much like, you know, for the west coast of the, of the of the United States, Nevada is probably our white trash state. I mean, we have Las Vegas, you have Reno, and I, I've heard in Reno, it's the largest trailer park in the world. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Yeah, that really? The largest trailer park in the world. I mean, it's like miles and miles of trailers.
0: Well, Nevada's strange because they have a bunch of native white trash there that live there from and live in Nevada. And then Las Vegas is like this giant white trash magnet from the rest of the country. All the white, all trash, the white trash tracks. Is, yeah. it. It's like the white no, trash migrate there. Yeah, yeah, they migrate there. It's like the whaling wall of white
1: it, trash. Yeah, to waste all the money that they don't have that right. they could be spending on their children. Right. Well, a doctor testifying, testifying at a preliminary hearing for a woman accused of murdering her six-year-old stepson said the boy had been beaten for weeks and was force-fed so much salt that he had a lethal level of sodium in his system so get this lady's name here is crystal danette hunt 43 years old she faces charges of first-degree murder and three counts of abuse or neglect of a child with substantial bodily harm It's funny when you read something when you read something like this. Her name, you know, the the name Crystal Danette Hunt. You're just like, okay, I think we're dealing with some white trash here,
0: or a stripper.
1: Yeah, it just automatically denotes white trash. Crystal, Raven, Amber. Yeah, it's just like that 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 white trash name. So she was arrested on this happened in December. She was arrested on in December on a felony child abuse charge after Kyle Hunt. Died at his uh, home in Elko, Nevada. That's the kid? Yeah, Kyle. Kyle oh, died so he from was
0: abused to death. I didn't get that impression. Yeah, he was yeah. murdered. Kyle died
1: from salt poisoning, compounded by blunt force trauma. The sodium level was high enough to be fatal in and of itself. There's also extensive evidence of blunt traumatic force injuries and uh, evidence of
0: forced eating. Did How she, do you even force feed somebody's salt? Doesn't it at some point it just sort of rolls out of their mouth? I don't out of the understand. Ground?
1: Was she like grabbing the Morton's container and just shoving it in his mouth and pouring salt in there? Was she like diluting it into water?
0: Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't just choke.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. If it was know. just dry salt. Well, Kyle had excess of 100 injuries on his body from superficial scrapes to deep bruises. Plus, from just the top big up head boils to from all that
0: salt. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess that uh, okay. So this is what happened. Crystal Hunt would punish Kyle by making him drink salt water until he threw up, and I guess she did this on a regular basis. He said um, the, this, the the boy's father, Charles, arrived home on December nineteenth to find his son just lying dead in his bed.
0: I guess Charles was not in charge.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> but it, but as I as I uh, <clears throat> read some more of this article, you'll see that this family this family situation would make a great sitcom. Much like Charles in charge with Scott Baio. So when asked if the, when, when the attorney was asked if the injuries were enough to kill the boy, uh, the attorney said each indiv- individual injury, no, but in aggregate, they could have caused a death. I guess the salt poisoning was the most lethal event. She said the normal levels of sodium in his body, in most bodies, range from 130 to 150. Kyle's were above 250. So this kid had so much salt in his body that his internal organs were rotting. His body was emaciated and had almost no stored fat. So, for a six year old kid, at the time of his death, he weighed 30 pounds. Isn't that kind of fucked up? That's bizarre. Well, I mean, dude. So,
0: wait, wh- all the moisture just left his body? That's why he weighed so little? He's just like a wispy skeleton?
1: Yeah, he was just like a, an emaciated skeleton child.
0: Where does somebody come up with this method of child abuse? That's what I don't understand. Like, what, is this like a white
1: trash child abuse thing?
0: I've never heard of that before.
1: I mean, it, whatever happened to uh, the belt? Like taking off your belt and beating the kid? The
0: hickory switch out then, behind the, the woodshed.
1: Or something, you know. I mean, it's w- this woman. I mean, w- what, would, what would cause someone just to be like, you know what? I hate you, and in order to punish you, I'm going to have to pour salt water down your throat.
0: No, but what I'm saying is even so the belt and the hickory switch, lots of people get that. But even in the world of like fucked up child abuse, like people always burn their kids with cigarettes or lock them in a closet for like three days. You hear about that all the time. So you know that they got that idea because other people had that idea. But I've never heard of this before.
1: No, This is the first time I've ever heard death by salt. Yeah, I mean, this is just egregious. So there was fluid accumulation in body cavities where it doesn't normally appear. Basically, the fluid in his body had been sucked out of his cells and put in places it didn't belong. It, it almost seemed to me. <laughs> yeah, had, like saline solution just right. kind of sucks. So for a six-year-old, he had a nice rack. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. It's almost Maybe that's like...
0: why Charles didn't complain so much.
1: <laughs> It's almost like they're preparing kosher meat or something. Yeah. <laughs> to feed to the Jews that live down the street. <laughs>
0: I just can imagine like woodland animals coming coming up and trying to lick him when he's out in the yard, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like deer. <laughs> right, like all the all the white trash dogs were just coming yeah, up and being like, "I want well, to lick."
0: Well, Charles Hunt, that.
1: Charles Hunt, the father, told the court that Crystal was the main disciplinarian in the family and made Kyle drink salt water until he threw up on a regular basis. A Crystal Hunt's son, on the other hand, she had another son. Harold Leventry testified that Charles Hunt was the main disciplinarian. He beat the kid and force-fed him salt. Uh, there's so a of there. So now it's Charles' word against Crystal's, mm-hmm. and the son, Harold, is corroborating with Crystal.
0: I think it was Crystal, that bitch.
1: I, I think it was Crystal, too. So when uh, when defense attorney Roger Stewart asked Charles Hunt as to whether there's any drug abuse going on in the house, Hunt testified that he... Crystal, and Harold all have methamphetamine problems. Oh, boy. <laughs> Doesn't that just make sense? Yeah. So, so the whole house Because how done, else
0: would you have the energy to clean up all that vomit? <laughs> it's because you're so high on speed that you're... That, that's
1: where I think the idea came for, uh, to feel, force feed the kid salt. I mean, the woman was so fucked up, she's just like...
0: Just some crank delusion that she came up with? Just crank
1: delusion. She's like, the best way to punish this kid is to shove salt down his throat.
0: And nobody was there that wasn't high-end meth to be like, what the fuck are you talking well, about? Go to sleep. You've been up for 18 days straight.
1: Well, that, that's what I'm surprised. Like, Harold wasn't like, uh, you know, Mom, maybe you shouldn't be feeding little Kyle some salt. Well, he you was know, on maybe the Maybe you should just too. spank him instead. Yeah, I, I think, I wonder if that's a the common... Tina. Uh, I wonder if that's a common punishment for uh, for uh, meth heads. If it's well, just no, like,
0: I, like I said, I've never heard of it before.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But, as I was saying before, make a great sitcom. So you have Charles, you have Crystal, and you have Harold. And then you have little Kyle getting force-fed salt. Who's in charge? Charles?
0: Yeah, but that name's taken. You gotta call it, like, the salty goddamn fuckhead family or something (laughs) like that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Meth addict's in charge? (laughs) (laughs) The white trash family in Nevada... So uh, when the, the defense attorney questioned Charles Hunt of whether he was currently under the influence of the drugs, Hunt admitted, and this was in court, that he had done a line of methamphetamine that morning that was about the size of a matchstick. <laughs> 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 so the dude's just like admitting to the whole court, yeah, I'm high right now. That's a lot of meth, too. Not that About the I size would know. of a matchstick? The length? It, yeah, I guess it was like the length of a matchstick. Mm. I don't know. So then uh, after Hunt had testified, he was then subsequently arrested by Elko police officers and booked on a charge of being under the influence of a controlled substance.
0: What a (laughs) dumbass.
1: I know. It's just every time I read this, I'm just like, God, I'm so happy, so proud to be an American. Yeah. I I mean, these these are people, you know, these are are our, our fellow Americans. These are people that we live with. These are people that vote for George Bush.
0: It's a big country.
1: Yeah, it's a big country you know people in uh people in, in, that live outside the outside the states don't judge us on this <laughs> don't judge us based on this sir george bush these are aberrations okay so on the sick and wrong scale just because of the 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 violent way in which this kid was murdered I have to give this an eight point seven.
0: Well, no, that's definitely sicker than my story. I can see it this week. That's like a nine for me. I mean, they found I'd this like kid. To, I'd like to. I guess I probably wouldn't like to, but just out of morbid curiosity, I'd want to see what the kid's body looked like at the end. Well, could you imagine a, the
1: autopsy on him He's got to look if he like if a he's Holocaust se- victim. Yeah,
0: Holocaust victim. Exactly. If he's six years old, and he weighs thirty pounds. That's 30 like pounds. That's like all just head head weight.
1: Well, what are you <laughs> <laughs> What are you supposed to weigh at six years old?
0: Like ninety pounds. I don't know. At least three times that. 30 pounds. Maybe 80, maybe 70 or 80, but more than twice that, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. No, he was definitely salty. I would say that.
0: Bastard Brian.
1: (laughs) The bastard Brian. Well, people, we invite you to vote as to which article you found the most personally repulsive this week. Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com is the email. And uh, speaking of email, we've been getting a lot. We've been getting a flood of emails this past couple of weeks. Uh, people have been sending in articles. People have been commenting on the uh, the white trash terms from around the world, which I almost think we should do as a new segment yeah. of the show. It's, uh, you know, part of Sick and Wrong is different terms for white trash around the world.
0: Or I would like to add in, like, white trash accoutrements, because I was just wondering, like, so we have all these uh, slang for methamphetamines in the States, but I wonder what they call it in, like, Australia or Norway. Do they
1: do speed in Norway?
0: That drug is just endemic throughout the whole world now, I think.
1: I I know they do it in Australia. I think it's reached, you know, epidemic proportions there, too. I don't know if they're force-feeding their children salt. No, but um, I yeah. would hope not. <laughs> fosters, I think they force feed them fosters in Australia.
0: That's not so bad.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't be that bad. But um, so we got an email here from Dan. I want to mention a couple of these emails, and uh, the people that we don't mention your emails, we just don't have enough time. But uh, keep sending them. podcast at podcast dot com. So Dan sent us an email saying. Uh, I know you've been uh, talking about this for a few weeks now, but the UK king of chavs is a guy called Mike Carroll. He's a fat asshole prick who won 19 million pounds on the national lottery. Did you hear about this guy?
0: No, but I know the type, right?
1: So, yeah, he was some chav you know, English white trash that, that won like 19 million pounds and he's just having parties and fucking around yeah. and, you know, buying cars and wasting money, kind of acting just like I would had I you know, won 19 million pounds.
0: You know what happens to those people? Cause that happens in the United States sometimes too. Uh, then they like, those people like after five years, they burn out and then they figure out that like they can't buy anything else. They've already bought everything. And then they get super depressed because now they don't want to do with their lives, and then they kill themselves.
1: And that's why you read about the suicides from yeah, people in zombies. Exactly. Yeah, it's because they, you know, over they, they got uh, no, u- ultimate ultimate
0: wish fulfillment, right? They don't have anything to like think about anymore, and they just can't handle it, right? Then they have to just sit there with their own thoughts, which are, you know, not so great. Well, Dan, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Dan also confirmed that uh, Welsh people are indeed hillbillies. He said that uh, Wales is kind of like Alabama in the United States. And Catherine Zeta-Jones is kind of like the fit one from the Beverly Hillbillies. Ellie May, Yeah, Ellie May. Well, thank you, Dan, for uh, sending that little tidbit of information in here. Also, uh, the Devil's Hitman, our Australian correspondent, uh, last week we mentioned an article that happened in Australia when we were saying, you know, what are white trash called in Australia? Well, the Devil's Hitman here said that they refer to white trash as bogans or ferals. F-E-R-A-L-S, which right. I actually kind of like that appellation. Yeah. ferals. Yeah. Like a feral cat. Right. Well, that's a feral white trash They've person. They've gone back
0: to the wild.
1: <laughs> Typically, they wear flannel shirts, flip-flops, have mullet hairstyles, and drink low-quality beer in large quantities. Sounds like white trash to me.
0: Kind of sounds like you and me, except for the flip-flops. And the, uh, yeah,
1: I guess we do have a, uh, yeah, it does kind of sound like us. Oh, well. I, I guess we're feral. <laughs> oh, well. Well, thank you, Devil's Hitman, for sending that in. I'd also like to thank the guy, uh, another guy sent in a comprehensive list of escort prices in Minnesota because we were talking about the retard that was being pimped mm-hmm. out in Minnesota. But, he, but you know, I was looking through there, and I didn't see any retarded people for hire. Wow. Yeah, I didn't see any retarded girls for hire. So
0: um, Maybe she came in a premium because that was the question was how much she was charging.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine it was probably less than 30 bucks. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to thank that guy for sending it in. Finally, I'd like to thank a guy named John for sending in the rap sheet on the granny who put the hit out on her kids. you got to see the picture on that. Haggard? Oh, it's, it, it's choice.
0: Yeah. It's it, as price's as I picture. can imagine.
1: I think we're going to have to post it on the website, com. Maybe right underneath the podcast so people can kind of check it out. Like, lends authenticity to the story. Right. Well, uh, anyway, people, thanks for uh, emailing us and uh, continue emailing us. I think we're going to have to do that new segment if you... If you live in another country, like maybe Germany or the Czech Republic or something, or uh, Asia, I wonder what Asian do they have white trash in Asia?
0: Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> the white seem to make people. Sense. There's got
1: to be a few white people over there. Well, what are Asian trash called? Right, that's a good. That's a
0: more. Uh, coherent question
1: email us and let us know sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com and make sure you stay tuned for podcast 25 which is only two weeks away we're gonna have an extra special episode of sick and wrong so uh, something to look forward to until ooh, then
0: stay tuned for that yeah ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, sleepless ah. nights and
1: anticipation until then take it sleazy